We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, what, uh, what's good, dude? How was your weekend? Pretty good. I think Scott just reminded me, though, I'm not a surfer. It's uh, hang 10 is this, as we should know from all our, our great Hawaiian listeners. But uh, I'm doing pretty well, Chad. I'm excited to get back on here, as always, talk more Broncos football. How about you? Well, hey, dude, good weekend. But uh, the news has been, obviously, with where we're at on the calendar, it's it's right. uh, pretty, pretty slow relative to all things Broncos. However, a godsend on the Broncos beat, Chris Thomason of the Denver Gazette, He's uh, offered up a few interesting newsworthy uh, articles that we've had a lot of fun with over the weekend, and I want to get your thoughts on on one of them, and that is, Zach, Wade Phillips, right? He of the, uh, the XFL, he was quoted by Thomas, and he was asked about uh, Sean Payton, and I just want to quote this for you real quick for anyone who hasn't read the article, and then I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. This is the son of bum, Wade Phillips, saying about – uh, Sean Payton, quote, I don't think there's any doubt he can build teams. He's a great offensive coach, and they've certainly had some offensive problems. Sean's a great fit. He does a lot with less talent than other coaches do. He's a really good coach because of that, close quote. So it sounds like, Zach, Sean Payton has the uh, Wade Phillips stamp of approval. But what? how do you interpret that, that he does more with uh, less, I guess, than other coaches? I think Wade Phillips kind of sees himself a little bit. I mean, I'm projecting for Wade in this instance, but that's something that Wade didn't during his time in Denver. He took a lot of different players, a lot of different types of personalities, different skill sets, and he merged them all together into one cohesive championship winning unit. And that's what Sean Payton did during his time in New Orleans, be it with Drew Brees under center or a different quarterback, be it with Alvin Kamara or a different running back. That's what a good coach does is utilize the pieces around him. And that's why Sean Payton is one of the best of this generation. It's just feels good, man, to have an adult back in the room. And even like as evidenced by the, the draft, I mean, not a lot of picks that people are lauding all that much. I mean, but a lot of really good value picks. In fact, depending on whose metrics you want to weigh, Eric Trickle, who does a lot uh, with the draft, as you guys know, and does a lot in terms of 
um, analytics involving the draft. He's got the Broncos five-man draft class. Zach, I'm, I'm sure you saw this, rated as the highest value class uh, in the NFL relative to what does that mean? It just means uh, where they're at on the big board, what they're worth relative to their big board ranking versus where they were drafted. The Broncos did a good job. In other words, though, Zach, there was no reaching. You know, they there was restraint. And again, I think another sign that, that there's adults back in the building. Definitely. And then you add on to that, Adam Troutman might as well be a Broncos draft pick. They flipped a, what, sixth round pick for him, and he might be the starting tight end. Then they work, reworked his contract to where he's only getting like a million dollars base salary now. So you you look at everything in a vacuum, how they handle the draft. And it was Sean Payton's best skill sets and George Payton's best skill sets coinciding. And that's I agree with Trickle. I think they got a lot of juice out of the squeeze. The Duchess, we got uh, some fun stuff to get into. There's another There's another little something-something Wade Phillips had to say that we will talk about tonight, but we do have some matters of business. We got to do the, the Super Chat giveaway for the month of April, plus Facebook and um, the Apple Podcast giveaway. So first things first, though, Michaela, the Duchess, jumping in early with a Super Chat. Very generous. We love you. We Thank appreciate you, you. She's saying here, Zach, I heard rumors about Zeke Elliott being on a plane to DIA. Hmm, intriguing, she says. MHH rocks. Thank you, Michaela. Love you so much. Stoked to have you in the room tonight. What have you heard on this front? Because I haven't. I feel like thank you has no like weight anymore when it comes to Michaela. From what you know, I say it every time so often, but thank you so much again, Michaela. Definitely appreciate it. As always, as per usual. I haven't seen this rumor or report or a picture or whatever of Zeke being on a plane, but could just be where he's going to Aspen or going to Vail or going to Red Rocks or going to, you know, wherever he, he can travel to. I still don't see the Broncos chat as a viable landing spot for him. I don't think they want his skill set because they have two like-minded players already in Pookie and uh, Samaj P. Ryan. And why would Zeke, money aside, why would he want to come to Denver when he can probably wait skip training camp, skip the preseason, not go through all that, sign with the championship win-now team. The Broncos aren't quite there yet and maybe uh, have a little more opportunity. So it's it's fun to speculate about Michaela. Personally, I don't I don't see that happening. I am curious, though, Michaela, where you heard that. So after the stream or whatever, shoot me a DM on Twitter, and I want to see what that's, what that's all about. Um, the Papa Bear, as he is known in his neck of the woods, David McElrath in the house, still loyally and uh, faithfully rocking his his awesome Buckham shirt and his profile pic. We appreciate you, big dog. He's just saying good evening. He's throwing down. He's supporting MHH, uh, tipping his cap to uh, yours truly, to Zach, to Dylan, to Deacon Scott, uh, and uh, MHH for life, Buckham. So cool. We got one more, uh, two more Super Chats, and then we're going to get to the talks here. Well, in this case, Michael Ronquillo, a super stud we love you bro we missed you the last couple of days but dude when we get a chance to to have you in the stream we're stoked so welcome good to see you rocking his buckham shirt saying uh, good evening chad and zach on the mhh pod go broncos buckham yes sir ed keating what's up dude ed keating a long time super chat superstar in our community checking in uh early as well really good to see you big dog he's saying what's up guys can't wait until football starts i know man i think of all the off season zach this is the one I think that might tick by the slowest uh, just because it's been so long waiting, seven long years of brutal suffering for <laughs> Broncos country. Yeah. Finally, some, I mean, I shouldn't say finally, we've had a cause for optimism in each of the last couple of off seasons, but 
now that you've got a proven Super Bowl winning head coach coming in, to me, it's like, all right, man, let's just get to the season, but you got to hurry up and wait. Yeah, we had the same kind of uh, nervous energy last year. So I'm, I'm kind of rolling with the punches. You know, I'm kind of going with the flow. I'm happy the Broncos do have, Chad, a uh, rookie minicamp coming up next weekend. We'll also get the schedule, I believe, next Thursday evening. So that should be a fun podcast for us to do. So there's more football matters and more football things happening. But that rookie minicamp, the first such camp, the first such practices under Sean Payton, that gets me going a little bit. Doug, great to see you, bro, on Facebook. Really, really, really appreciate you. Um, let's see. Should we grab Scott, Chris, and then we'll do our, our giveaway. Okay. Chris chances, bro. So generous of you. Great to see you. He says, Chad, Zach, Scott, still the best in the business. Thank you, bro. What rookie do you think will have a breakout year? And with Vance Joseph as our defensive coordinator, do you think our defense will be good? Hashtag best in the business. So rad. Thank you, Chris. Um, the guy that has the best shot at what we might consider a breakout campaign, Zach, as a rookie, who do you think? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, the guys that are going to get the most playing time. So that would mean to me either Marvin Mims or Drew Sanders. I think two of those players are, you know, locked in to be at least contributors on, on to some extent. But we have to count on injuries happen. I hate to say it, even with the new training staff, even with all these different changes, it's part of the game. And the Broncos have a lot of bodies in that receiving room. I believe that's partly the reason why they drafted Marvin Mims. So that's my answer. I think if there's anyone, his skill set, Russell Wilson's deep ball prowess. He's going to make an impact. Those two definitely make the most sense. <clears throat> and even in the case of, of Drew Sanders, Zach, I mean, Alex Singleton proved to be a, a pretty steady, consistent beast once he was uh, introduced to the lineup last year. But Josie Jewell, man, that's one of the knocks on Josie, unfortunately, is he does have a little bit of a penchant for getting banged up. So all that means is I'm knocking on wood as I say that because I want a healthy – there's a better defense when Josie Jewell is healthy, but uh, the odds say – Drew Sanders is going to get a, a shot to play this year. So him, Mims, he's going to be a little bit far down the depth chart probably to kick things off. But again, like you said, you have to kind of operate under the assumption that there will be injuries. And if there will be injuries, let's look at the wide receiver core. Cortland Sutton struggled with injuries. Jerry Judy, not super bad, but he did have that one scary ankle injury in year two that cost him six games. Tim Patrick, need I say more? K.J. Hamler, need I say more? So honestly, it's not as simple as just saying the first pick the Broncos had has the best chance. 
it, there is some deduction at play here, but it's got to be probably Marvin Mims. And to answer the other question, will our defense be good under Vance? I mean, who knows? We can only go by his track record. And so. He's never had a top. I don't think he's ever had a top 10 unit. Definitely never had top five. I believe the best he did was top 12 or top 13. I think right, it was eleven. I think 11 was the best he did in Arizona. I mean, we hope the collection of talent within the Broncos system, and they gave him some more talent in the draft. We hope that he can make chicken salad out of that, but he's still Vance. And we had an up close and personal, you know, experience into the VJ experience, into the uh, whole um, experiment. So we'll see. I'm excited about it. <clears throat> I'm just a little bit concerned about corner depth and defensive line depth. But at some point, the young guys got to step up and do their thing. I don't really worry so much about Vance Joseph for whatever it's worth. But, guys, let's get this uh, exciting matter of business into tonight's podcast. Now, we're going to go through and do this as a live thing. Normally, this is a system that we do with uh, Scott's help before we go live, and then we just announce it, uh, who the winner is. But for the first time in a long time, we're going to do this as a live uh, as a live thing. You're going to see it in real time, just as we are, who the winner is of the uh, April Super Chat Giveaway. Now, as you guys know, what we do, it's a small thing that we can do to uh, give back to our great listeners who support us so much and help us keep the lights on here at MHH, especially on YouTube. And that is we take the top 10 finishers on Super Chat, all right, in the given month. So in the month of April, those names go in a hat, and each name is weighted relative to where they ranked, right? So in other words, whoever's number one in the rankings is, is going to have more tickets in the hat, so to speak, than number 10, all right? randomly select boom here's the winner uh and scott's got a system let's do it scott let's throw it on um i'm gonna do the best i can to uh, play by play this but it's a weighted system you can see here's your top 10 first off here's your top 10 all right this is uh michaela at number one the glp at, at number or pardon me michaela at number one deanna hendry at two gary palmer at three naj Altaf at four Ethan, a.k.a. DWI guys at five, Renardo at six, Troy at seven, sneaking into the top ten, Irwin in the top ten at number eight, Sam Bam at nine, and David McElrath at ten. All right, so those are the contenders in this particular drawing, and uh, let's do it, Scott. Let's do it. You can see kind of how it's weighted, all right, uh, in real time. All right, all right. I'm not sure... Uh, all right, all right, here we go, here we go. So David McElrath, is it going? Is number 10, right? All right, Sam Bam's at nine. All right, this is the. This is literally the, wait, it's, isn't it just spitting it out the way it was? Okay, Irwin at uh, eight, at seven, let's see. Troy, all right. Naj at six, who was at four if I remember. Deanna, who was number two at number five in this random selection. At four, the Duchess jumping in mm -hmm. at four. Ooh, who's, who we got here? Ethan at three, the DWI guys. All right, here's uh, the, the first runner-up. First runner-up is Renardo, which means uh, Gary Palmer is the winner of uh, April's Super Chat giveaway. Sorry for that being a little bit clunky, guys, but uh, this is the first time we did it in real time. So now we know how to do it. This is how we're going to do it every single month live so you guys can see. Scott, have you seen GLP in the chat yet tonight? I'm not sure. I haven't seen him. So 
I'm sure he'll he'll turn up, and if not, uh, we will absolutely uh, find him uh, and let him know what's going on. But Gary, dude, you won. Thank you. Love you. Appreciate you. What do you do from here? You simply shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Give us, of course, your uh, shipping address. Go on to denverbroncos.com, click on their shop, find a jersey that you know is in stock and available, and then tell us which one that is and your size, and we'll get it shipped out to you. So much love and respect, Gary. Appreciate you, big dog. Congratulations, Gary. That was pretty cool in the sense that I got a little anxious on my own, like watching yeah. the top five tick down. So that we'll definitely be sure to use that going forward. Hope you all uh, like the uh, live play-by-play uh, by, play by chat as well. Plus, it's it's transparent, right? People yep. can see that this is this is how it's playing out, uh, randomly digital, and uh, that was fun. Thank you, Scott, for taking care of that. Um, all right, we do have a few other things, but I want to get back to some conversation here, Zach. Uh, with Phil jumping in from Tucson. What's going on, big dog? Proving every single day that Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being, baby. He says, good evening. I just read that Vegas has projected eight and a half wins. That's the over-under. My projection is 10 and seven. Your thoughts, hashtag Buckham, go Broncos. Yeah, Zach, I wrote this up over the weekend. You know, when uh, in the immediate aftermath of free agency, right? Sean Payton is hired, then they go out and they spend big on some tier one guys, Mike McGlinchey, right tackle, Ben Powers, they bring in a quarterback, Jarrett Stidham. The Broncos uh, were given, they're over under, pardon me, by Vegas at eight and a half. So then you think, all right, I wonder how the odds makers view this team now after the draft where they made five selections. Surprise, surprise, didn't change. They still FanDuel, uh, SI Sportsbook, DraftKings, they still have Denver's over-under at eight and a half. So what's your answer here for Phil? It's crazy that the last time the Broncos had eight wins in a season, it was 2016. I mean, it's wild to think about. It's a storied history. They they win the Super Bowl. They're dominating the AFC West year in and year out, and then they just go on this long losing streak. It's, it's so depressing. But um, I happen to think you should bet the over on this. I mean, just with Sean Payton's history, the collection of talent, if this team does stay healthy, huge if. And if Russell Wilson can even take one little baby step forward, Chad, I don't under, I don't see why they couldn't reach nine wins. I don't see why they can't go nine and eight, ten and seven. That's not being too unrealistic. We're not saying they're going to go fifteen and two, sixteen and one. I think ten and seven, Phil, you are spot on with that. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, there there will be a little bit of uh, trial and error, even though Peyton is a proven, tenured, fifteen year head coach. There is going to be some bumps in the road. It's going to take some time for things to come together, but. I think Broncos fans are going to see right out of the gates uh, that this is a much more competent, prepared, uh, just in it team. And it starts at the top and trickles all the way down. So you're going to see a better Russ. You're going to see a better defense. You're going to see a better running game. All those little things, those stupid foibles and critical moments from, you know, botching the clock to just making questionable decisions on third down or fourth down where you're just scratching your head going, I think my boy's high school coach could have done better than what I'm seeing all that stuff is is going out the window, but it's not going to happen overnight. I still think it's going to be a competitively relevant Broncos team. That means when the chips are down and you're in the final stretch of the season, the Broncos are going to be in the conversation pushing for the playoffs. So I think that eight and a half is actually pretty solid. Like that's a pretty fair over under for this team. And I would take the over as well. I, I predict like nine wins, 10 wins would be like just gangbusters. 
And remember what Scott said a few uh, podcasts ago, if they go four and two in the division, all I got to do is win five games out of division. That's not that difficult. The schedule is not that hard for Denver. And on paper, they are so much better than they were this time last year. But here's where they've improved the most. Head coach. Going from Nathaniel Hackett to Sean Payton alone, I think, will buy a couple wins, Chad. No doubt. No doubt. Um, okay, Zach, I got to get your your take on this, too. So... <laughs> Wade Phillips. Does does everybody remember how Wade Phillips uh oh wow. Hold on, putting a pin on Wade for a second. The GLP, the swashbuckler himself, jumping in with a very generous super chat to celebrate his his victory in the raffle, saying, dudes, I am flabbergasted. Thank you so much. Gary, thank you, bro. Seriously, every single day, every day. And it's nothing new, right? You've been doing this, supporting us, contributing to the conversation for a long time. In fact, so much so that last summer when we ran the the red carpet uh, contest for the MHH meet and greet, you were you were the winner. You, Michaela, it was so cool. And this is back, Gary. By the way, I'm sure you recall when you were uh, primarily supporting us through Facebook, and Michaela was the YouTube representative from the community. You were the Facebook representative. That was a lot of fun. But what I'm getting at is, you deserve it, Gary. Yeah. Your roots run deep here with us, and we and we love you, big dog. Echo everything Chad just said, Gary, you're a good man. And uh, I feel like what we do with these giveaways is the absolute least we can do for all your support. Every single one of you, all your generosity, we wouldn't be here without you. And that's real. All right. Let me, uh, let me get this. So does everybody remember how Wade Phillips left town, right? Following uh, 2015, he comes back as a defensive coordinator, with the Super Bowl, uh, defending Super Bowl champion defense that once again finishes top five in most of the key metrics. And then, of course, Gary Kubiak steps down. And do you remember the play-by-play on what happened next? Because my memory, going back that far, I mean, geez, it's we're approaching here pretty soon, 10 years. It's crazy how, how time flies. But anyway, he wanted to be the highest-paid coordinator in the league to stick around and uh, stay in his role for Vance Joseph, the first-time head coach, John Elway said, no, I don't think so, Wade. Pound sand, and he left, went to, to the Rams, et cetera, et cetera. But get this, Zach, uh, on how – I'm going to quote Thomason's piece. But a Phillips – quote, this is Thomason. But Phillips was frustrated at being let go following the 2016 season when the Broncos went 9-7 and seven and head coach Gary Kubiak stepped down – he said, quote, this is Phillips now. I thought they should have stuck with me the last time I was there, he said, because, of course, he's been in Denver on a few different stints. Then Thomason goes on to write, Zach, since his departure, the Broncos have had six straight losing seasons. And then Will uh, Phillips says, quote, it didn't turn out great for them. I'll say that. And he said it, according to Thomason, with a little bit of a laugh, right? So I don't think he's necessarily trying to turn, a, turn the knife in, in Denver, but it's pretty clear that, they missed the boat on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like turning the knife, but I do like pointing out. I mean, you, you brought it up earlier a few seconds ago. They Broncos could have had Sean McVay and Wade Phillips or Kyle Shanahan, excuse me, and Wade Phillips, and they got Vance Joseph and uh, Joe Woods instead. So, yeah, they definitely missed the boat, Chad, by a wide margin. And uh, he will always go down, though, as a very favorable figure in Broncos country. Regardless of how the divorce happened, he is a legendary assistant coach in Broncos lore. Scott, are we seeing the winner on Facebook in the chat yet tonight? Have we seen him, the Facebook winner? So uh, we did the uh, Facebook version of that same system 
earlier before we went live because we weren't sure how much time it was going to take on the live streams. Uh, and the winner on Facebook of the jersey of your choosing is none other than Miguel Santistevan. Much love and respect to Miguel, who is throwing down, supporting every single week, contributing to the conversation. So I'm not sure that Miguel is in tonight's chat, but we'll figure out how to reach him. And if not, guys, if you see him on Facebook or whatever, that's where he tends to to hang. Make sure he knows to get in touch with us. But if you're watching this after the fact, Miguel, you know the drill. Go to DenverBroncos.com, click on their shop, find the jersey that you know is available in your size. Send us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Let us know which one that is, the size, your shipping address. Boom, we're getting it out to you. And thank you, Big Dog Miguel, for uh, supporting us and just being a part of this community and everything that the, that means. Yeah, congratulations, Miguel, and thank you. As we thank everybody else, thank you so much for all that you've uh, contributed to our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Much love and respect. Um, Mike throwing in some props. Mike, who's uh, won a, a few jerseys in uh, over the years, over the many, many months he's been a part of this community, giving you some props there, Miguel. So very, very cool. Um, but it is kind of fun, Zach, to think about what could have been in an alternate Bronco universe with the Kyle Shanahan taking the baton from Gary Kubiak with Wade Phillips kind of as the, you know, the – tempering the the youthful inexperience with the grizzled veteran defensive you know accomplished defensive coach man who knows what could have happened from there but you would have solved maybe the biggest issue which is coach probably but he still would have had to have figured out quarterback do you think 2017 by then of course Paxton Lynch was already a Bronco do you think Kyle Shanahan could have would have salvaged Paxton Lynch Knowing what we know about Kyle Shanahan now, watching what he did with Brock Purdy last season, I fully believe that Shanahan could have made something out of Trevor Simeon. And I know I might sound crazy by saying that. I know Simeon was a seventh-round pick, very uh, limited athlete, limited passer, but he still has the most wins of any Bronco. I, I mean, in a season, he led the Broncos to that 9-7 uh, and seven record, I believe, in yep, 2016. Yep. Okay. I don't know about Paxton. I think he was unsalvageable. I think he was irreparable. He he was just a bust. Sometimes you just get a bust and they're DOA. That's what, to me, Paxton Lynch was. But Trevor Simeon, that's why he's hung around for so long after the fact. I believe he just signed with the Bears or some team as a backup because he's not bad. You can do worse than Trevor Simeon, and I think Kyle Shanahan would have got the Broncos to the playoffs with Trevor Simeon. Yeah, Trevor Simeon, taste the rainbow. Right, with Skittles jacket. Didn't he? Didn't he eventually like auction that off for charity or something? If I remember right, but did he? I'm trying to remember, but yeah, that was 
that was still a fun time, dude, in, in Bronco Cannon. It was obviously a lot of things really went off the rails in 2017. Um, but 2016 was a lot of fun, just kind of seeing what was going to happen next post Peyton Manning. And uh, you know what? None of that stuff would have happened if Gary Kubiak doesn't step down, unfortunately. That was really the um, that was the impetus, I think, for how things fell apart for the second half of John Elway's tenure in the front office. Yeah, I mean, that's the butterfly effect, and only we can look back on it, and it's revisionist history now, but we have to be happy that the Broncos have Sean Payton going forward. Okay, I'm going to jump into the chat for a second. We're doing pretty good with time, 25 minutes, but we are going to keep tonight's uh, stream uh, a little bit more pithy than perhaps the average one, so if you guys do have uh, any burning topics, get them in the chat. Um, so real quick from Ed. He's saying, Chad, Zach, can't wait to meet you guys this year at the first home game. As soon as tickets are available, I'm getting mine. To be clear, we're not sure yet what game is going to be the meet and greet, just just so you're, you're sure of that. When the schedule comes out next week, uh, we will, which is going to be on a stream day for us, so next Thursday, uh, or this coming Thursday, we're in the week of, we will pick a week and uh, – we want to try and do it early in the season. Zach, here's here's a couple of uh, uh, flies in the ointment, as it were, for us wanting to do it late September in the first, like, three weeks. Because we want to do it early to, to, to hedge against getting the best possible weather uh, for the meet and greet. Well, there are some people that can't make it if it's in September, one of which is Nick Kendall. We want to get Nick Kendall to one of these dadgum things. You know, he's a he's a folk hero in his own, uh, you know, right with Broncos for Breakfast and, and building the Broncos and all the stuff he does. We want to get him out there because we know you guys want to meet him, and he wants to get out there, but he wouldn't be able to do it till October. So there's that. Uh, Deanna, I know she mentioned mm -hmm. if it was in October, she would maybe be able to swing it. So these are these are considerations that we're weighing. But, Ed, it might end up being the first home game. I, we don't know that yet, so just uh, maybe hold back. Uh, until you know for sure, because we would love to hang with you. Yeah, regardless, uh, Ed, when the game is, we're looking forward to hanging out and meeting more of you guys at the meet and greet. It's always fun each and every year, and I feel like, Chad, we've improved You know, from the first one to the second one. I think the third one will be the uh, the charm here. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, George on Facebook saying congrats to both the winners and thanks to all of you for the insight on the team, Denver Bronx for Life, MHH for Life. Hit the thumbs up and share yeah, that's going the extra mile. Thank you, George. Going the extra mile, of course, when people um, throw down stars or super chats, that's the extra mile. But not everyone's in a position to do that. We understand. So the next best extra mile, sharing what you see, sharing it on your own social media and, and telling people that you guys have no idea how much that helps us. So, um, all right, let me jump back in here real quick, Zach. I want to see uh, there was a couple of comments and uh, topics that I scrolled past and then it did a little bit of a jump on me. Uh, e, E dude drums. What's up, bro? Welcome. Welcome. Are you a E drum player? Like you play electronic drums. That's fun. I have a electronic kit, very convenient and not so, uh, intrusive on when you play drums in a house, like real acoustic drums, it's like the walls are about to come down. People can't do anything until you're done playing drums and electronic drums. Definitely, uh, nip that in the bud. Um, Zach, did you see, this is what I wanted to ask you. Did you see uh, how deftly P 
Patrick Sertan handled a question meant to get him talking about Russell Wilson and maybe uh, maybe saying something that a young guy, like a, an average young guy, might regret um, in his appearance on uh, Good Morning Football. Did you see that? What was his full uh, response? I'm going to grab it right now because it's it's probably it was probably the number one story on MHH for the weekend. Um, but the first thing you got to know about this is um, what's his name? Is it Kyle Brandt? I think it was Kyle Brandt. Yeah, Kyle Brandt. So he did AFC rankings. We're in the off season. It's the time for the ubiquitous lists, right, and rankings. And uh, suffice to say. Um, Wilson was placed in the fourth tier of AFC quarterbacks by Kyle Brandt. So then uh, he was asked um, live what he thought of Russ being ranked fourth tier or whatever. I can't remember exactly how the question is posed. I would play it for you guys, and Scott could put it on, but we don't want to get copyright claims. So uh, basically what he did, Zach, is he – because part of the question also mentioned Trevor Lawrence, he threw out Trevor Lawrence, gave Trevor Lawrence a bunch of props, and then said, I think tier one through four are pretty solid, and he left it at that. There's a whole piece on it. Go read it. But I loved seeing him navigate that, and it, it made me – it reminded me – not so much reminded, but made me realize Sean Payton, again, he knows what he's doing because he's trying to put a moratorium on media right now for this very reason. And even though – Pat handled it like a pro. Nothing came out that was going to be headline generating from what he had to say other than us writing about giving him props for, for not, you know, succumbing to that. Um, it could have, it could have, it could have become a Pat Sertan accidentally inadvertently clowns Russ. And then you've got distraction while uh, Sean Payton's trying to rally the troops and get them ready. But he didn't, and it wasn't, and it's not a case where his players hate, Russell Wilson, you know, his stolen teammates hate him. It's uh, another one of those uh, fake news narratives. I, I do like the answer because, and maybe I'm projecting for Pat here, but he basically said that's stupid to have four tiers of AFC quarterbacks, like four quarterbacks in each tier, 16 quarterbacks a conference. Like how I, I love to know the tier that he was in Shad. Like he was lumped in there with who, like who did Kyle brand have above Russell Wilson? That'd be my question. I'm not sure because I was I was copy editing the article for Keith Cummings who who wrote this article up for us, and of course anytime something like that is mentioned, we want to try and cite and link to. So if if, if Kyle Brandt's uh, rankings are mentioned, well, you want to try and find the article and link to it so people can go see that because they're going to have that same question that Zach has, right? Well, where was he ranked exactly, and who was in front of him? Uh, and a cursory search what only only turned up a video of him breaking down the AFC rankings. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched the first few, uh, obviously Patrick, uh, Patrick Mahomes at the very top, but uh, I mean, really he's, he's tier four. He's ranked at the bottom of his own conference. And I can understand it, Zach, as much as I might disagree with it. NFL, what have you done for me lately? League Russ turned in a forgettable 2022 campaign. But is he ranking like rookie quarterbacks ahead of Russell Wilson, for example? Is he, you know, quarterbacks who never won a playoff game, for example? Are they ranked ahead of Russell Wilson? Is that only because of the season that Russ had last year, not banking on sure. his prior accomplishments? Yeah. I just can't stand, Chad, the narrative that's still being pushed against Russ. And I know a lot of people like watching it, but good morning football. A lot of Russell Wilson haters on that show. Here we go. Thank you, Scott. Kyle Brandt's tears. 
Mahomes in tier uh, or at number one, I guess. Burrow and Allen at two, tier two. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Oh, Justin. there's seven tiers, and tier four was Russ and I can't see what right. That is. Seven tiers, yes. Tier four is Russ and uh, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Tier five, Jimmy G in in Vegas. Six, I mean, you can see it on here. Uh, Pickett, uh, Jones to uh, Trevor Lawrence at six in the sixth tier. That's interesting. Uh, seven, Stroud. Um, my eyes aren't what they should be, but there you go. So, Zach, what does that change or does that affect what uh, how he handled it? Because there is one other quote Sertan did give good morning football that, that I want to cover about Russ. Well, I think they were trying to bait him into, uh, like you said, like an anti-Russell Wilson answer, but like seven tiers and you're indiscriminately putting two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks in one tier. Why is Deshaun Watson in the same tier as Russell Wilson? If you watch Cleveland last year, they were so much better under Jacoby Brissett. When Watson came back from suspension, they were pretty terrible. And I'm sorry, but what he did off the field is worse than anything that Russell Wilson has done on the field or off the field, yet they're being ranked the same. It's just more of that that media narrative being pushed. I can't stand it. So here's something Sertan did say about Russ. Quote, Russ is doing fine. He's doing well. <clears throat> Obviously, he's in for OTAs, working with the team, doing well. You know, just getting in with the offense, schematically with the playbooks and all that. Obviously, he's got a strong work ethic. So you know he's looking forward to the season coming up. You can just tell from his attitude, his demeanor, Zach, that he's ready and focused on the season coming up. So that's that's really the most Sertan would give on, on Russ, which we've heard it from other people that he's pissed off about his 2022 tape and he's a, he's a man with a mission going into 23. Yeah, I was going to say that kind of uh, jibes with everything else we heard about Russ and everything we've seen. He looks different. He looks like he lost some weight. He's put on some muscle. Like he's committed to being coached hard by Sean Payton. That's what he wanted, and he's about to get it. I think he's all in and over some of those mental demons from a year ago. What did you guys think? Uh, I mean, it's <clears throat> part of the charm of seeing how he managed that situation is watching it. And uh, we can't really play that clip for you. So my advice would be to go uh, to MHH. And uh, I got to bounce this dude spamming the Facebook chat. You might have already done it. Um, but, yeah. Yep, you did block him. Okay, cool. Um, okay, we're at 35. We got Michaela jumping in. Thank you. Love you. She says, why doesn't the media go crazy about Patrick Mahomes being arrested for sexual assault, but they are more interested about a golf cart tipping. Hmm. His brother, Patrick Mahomes' brother. Okay. Right. Well, he's the golden child, Patrick Mahomes. Man, he's like modern day Michael Jordan for football. The dude is a freaking animal. It sucks that he's he's in our division, but he is an animal, Zach. Yeah, you're judged, you know, on your play on the field as recently as you put it on the field. The NFL stands for not for lately, not for long. And like you said, Patrick Mahomes, he just won a Super Bowl. He does have some of that golden boy charm or a characteristic like Tom Brady had. But you're right, Michaela, there's another double standard that they're talking about a golf cart tipping over briefly and non-seriously being more important and more headline worthy than a star quarterback's brother being arrested for what he was arrested for. So it is what it is. And all Russell Wilson can do is control what he does on the field. Cause that's going to be the thing that shuts these people up once and for all flat earth. Trini jumping in with the super. Thank you. 
Big Dog, saying, what's up, guys? If you can use your crystal ball to predict the Broncos' record, considering all the changes, what do you predict our record to be this coming season? Hashtag MHH rocks. Love it, dude. Um, <laughs> if I'm using my crystal ball, I'm not making Broncos predictions. I have a crystal ball that was given to me as a joke, and I would uh, I would ask this crystal ball, but people, I think, would... Uh, it's it's got a certain person's voice that gives you the answer when you ask it. Do it. No, dude, people will misinterpret. <laughs> oh, people will think now. that it's like us flexing for this person. So I'm not gonna do it. But um I'm gonna say uh right now my way too early prediction is probably nine and seven. But I can see uh a ten win campaign, nine and seven, nine and eight. Um I still have a hard time remembering that seventeen game math thing. But nine, ten wins, something like that. If I looked at my crystal ball and you held a gun to my head, whatever, if I had to give you an answer right now, judging everything, taking everything in consideration, being realistic, not getting too far out over my skis, I will say they go nine and eight this year. And they will be either having clinched a playoff berth as a wild card or right in contention for a playoff berth. That's what they'll be. Should we see what Chewbacca thinks? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scott brought it up, dude. Scott brought it up. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's not May the fourth. That's reserved only for May the fourth. Hearing Chewy's takes on these pivotal Broncos issues. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, let me jump back into the chat here for a second. Make sure we're not missing something. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Zach. As far as uh, the news, I mean, honestly, we covered the main things. We covered that rookie camp's coming this week. So th that's actually going to be really fun for us. It's been pretty dry. I wonder if we're going to get any media availability out of that. I don't think the Broncos are mandated to give access till that camp, that, that OTA camp that comes later in May. So I'll be surprised if we see or hear from rookies or any players. What do you think? be nice to hear from the coordinators the Broncos hired. They still haven't introduced VJ or Joe Lombardi or Mike Westhoff, you know, Ben Kotlika, whoever. Um, I think we'll get a few players, but just having action, having the first on-field practices in the Sean Payton era is definitely exciting. So we've covered that. We've covered uh, the Sertan thing. We covered Wade Phillips. We covered the over-under. Uh, Keith jumping in, though, saying, thank you, bro, on Facebook. Appreciate you. I expect some real battles in camp this year. What battle are you most mm. looking forward to? Good That's question. a good question. That can get us going here. That can get us going. Um, well, one thing I'll say, and I don't know if that this would be the one I'm most looking forward to, but I am going to be curious to see how Lloyd Cushenberry is pitted, you know, relative to, to training camp. Is it going to be a competition? I know that Sean Payton said, Zach, that he, they view Lloyd as their starter, but they have added some guys since that comment was first made. A uh, veteran that came over from uh, Seattle that has experience snapping to Russ in, in Kyle Fuller. They drafted Alex Forsyth. And then, of course, you've got the second-year Luke Wattenberg. So I am curious to see if that's going to be an actual open competition. In other words, when they get to the first team reps and whatnot, if they are going to cycle through guys and see how they do at center, I'll be curious. Yeah, Scott took mine in our private chat. He said uh, Riley Moth and uh, Riley Moss and Damari Mathis for cornerback two duties. That's definitely one of them. Mm. 
Uh, another one is wide receiver. Like, how are these different bodies going to shake up between Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, uh, Marvin Mims, Tim Patrick coming back from injury, and also running back? As of right now, Tony Jones is the Broncos' RB3. I mean, who steps up to take a prominent role? Let's assume Javante is out for week one and Samaje is RB1. Tony Jones would be RB2. Who's going to be RB3? Like, what What of these young players they have, who was going to rise to the top of that uh, that pack? So a lot of battles on offense I'm looking forward to. Very curious, Keith, to see what happens at strong safety. Let's just assume that the Broncos are not going to re-sign Kareem Jackson, which it's still possible for what it's worth. They have been talking. George Payton last week said, we love Kareem Jackson, all this stuff. And according to Kareem's camp, the Broncos did actually make him an offer earlier in the offseason. He just hasn't accepted it. Uh, so assuming Zach Kareem Jackson is uh, not brought back, Hey, does maybe Riley Moss factor into that that particular competition? Is he going to be viewed strictly as a corner? Is he going to factor into some safety stuff? But even putting him aside, let's say he doesn't, is it going to be Caden Stearns? Is he going to authoritatively take control of that opportunity? Is it going to be P.J. Locke? Is Deller and Turner Yell going to throw his hat into the ring on this thing? It'll be fun to see. I hope it's not PJ Locke or Turner Yell starting. I, I have a lot of faith in Caden Stearns, and hopefully he's over that hip injury uh, that he suffered last year. I read that he might not be ready for training camp, so it might be JL Skinner or Locke oh, starting that's right. Thank by you. default. How could I forget? Yeah, JL Skinner, the sixth-round pick who, guys, if this dude doesn't suffer that pec tear a couple days before uh, the combine, JL Skinner is not lasting till the sixth round where the Broncos yeah. were able to swoop him up, which, by the way, Brett Rippon, that's another piece of news. I mean, it's nothing that's earth-shattering, but he uh, was stoked on the Broncos landing J.L. Skinner, said a great pick and a great player. So I think he'll factor in, but defensive coaches, especially kind of a year-one regime, they're always going to gravitate toward experience. And if you look at those, the players that are going to factor into the competition next to Justin Simmons, who has the most experience? It's like where pedigree... Uh, and and experience, you know, cross sect or intersect. Probably PJ Locke has the most experience. You could maybe argue Caden Stearns matches him in experience, but I don't think they have anything to lose, Zach, than just letting them all let just let let them compete and let the chips fall because you are buoyed by the fact that you have an All Pro back there next to him to help whoever ends up winning it, even if it is an inexperienced guy. You know, learn on the job a little bit. Absolutely right. You also have an all-pro position coach in Christian Parker, who will be a defensive coordinator before long. So a lot of young talent in that secondary, a lot of inexperience, but you're right. Let the best man win and uh, start the uh, best players. Mike, we love you. We appreciate you. Seriously. Thank you. I know that uh, last week you were working extra shifts, and uh, that's why we didn't see you. But, bro, we love you. Phil says, I find it interesting that the veterans will be at minicamp, and Luke, I assume Patterson, Told me last night there will be no media coverage at minicamp. Yeah, so as far as uh, credentials, there, Luke would know. He's he's our guy that um, deals the most with Broncos PR. So if that's the message that's being put out that, you know, thanks but no thanks, even the credentialed guys, you're not coming in. We got to wait a little bit longer, Zach, for that next camp. But, man, still, we hopefully something will come out of it that we can uh, sink our teeth into. I mean, come on, coach. Give us a little something. These rookies haven't even been like – I mean, they got to do a, a a phone conference when they were drafted, and 
thanks to the Broncos PR department, we do have those transcripts, but they haven't been like introduced, introduced to the fans yet. Like you would normally see at least from like the top three round guys. So in this case, Normally, you'd be hearing you'd have a press conference for Marvin Mims, Zach. You'd have a press conference for Drew Sanders and Riley Moss. So, come on, coach, at least give those guys their day in the sun. You only get drafted once. Nah, media coverage. Sean Payton has two words for that Buck you. He's locking the fort down hard, and I like the approach he's taking. <laughs> he wants to be anonymous donors. That's what his message was when he was hired as the Broncos coach. And uh, regardless of who speaks or doesn't speak, I feel like Broncos country will be so excited to have a real life practice under Sean Payton happening for the first time. Uh, Let's grab this real quick from Todd, and then I think we'll dip on out of here, guys. Zach, from uh, the loyal, steady, every single night in the chat, Todd Ostendorf, what defender will be most improved this year? What do you think? couple jump to mind right away. One is kind of random. One's kind of obvious. The random one is Owuza Rike. I just feel like there's something there with him. If you unlock his potential, uh, he can be a true interior defensive force for you. And uh, I think playing on a more consistent defense will help him achieve that. The obvious one here is Damari Mathis. I can't really think of anyone else, Chad, that was so you know bad last year, like the Russell Wilson of defense that would warrant this question. Damari Mathis was picked on a lot, a lot of flags. He had allowed some completions, but I think he's a very solid number two and he's only going to get better working with Christian Parker. Yeah, that is hard because like when you think about comeback player of the year awards and you think about like in the NBA most improved, these are typically guys who had some profile and then maybe slipped a little bit into obscurity and then come back with some kind of a uh, notable performance. And so I'm trying to think, this is really, a good one I mean, maybe right Randy here. Gregory, maybe you could say Randy Gregory could be a most improved guy. Uh, for him, it's just a matter of staying on the field in right. that context anyway. But a couple other guys, um, I like what you're saying about Awuzarike. Um, how about reclamation, like save the day projects like Nick Benito? Like, hey, did the Broncos waste a second round pick on you? I don't think so. I think he'll, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, turn some kind of a corner, but I'm really curious to see how he shakes out uh, Baron Browning. That's the one area, Zach, that I still am a little nervous about for this team is just edge, edge rush, because the only proven guy you have has a hard time staying available, and it's just a who's who of young guys. I mean, you can, you can bring up Jacob Martin as a more experienced vet, but if you want to find skins on the wall, he's seen some snaps in the league, and he's been in the league a long time or longer than any of the other guys on on the depth chart, but where's those skins on the wall? You don't really see him with his resume. Yeah, Gregory was the Broncos' second-best defensive player when he was healthy last year. It's not a matter of him improving. His skill set is, is exactly what the Broncos need in, uh, in spades. I, I'd say Nick Benito's a good shout. Uh, I could go with... Um, uh, Tamari Mathis, I could go with the Wuzurike. Not a lot. That's a good thing as well, Chad, if we're struggling to answer this question. What about Kwan Williams? Big free agent signing i mean nothing huge but he, he was, was billed solid as, as hell last year if he, he was solid healthy. had some injuries though had some injuries but he fought through it with the with the you know the club hand or, yeah, arm or the mallet hand um but yeah good question appreciate you big dog and look these are the kind of questions that we're all going to have to make our hay with uh this this off season because 
We're not getting uh, gifted any storylines from Sean Payton. That's for Datgum sure. So we're going to be having a lot of conversations like this, Keith, as we inch farther and farther into the offseason. But with that, guys, we're going to dip on out of here for tonight. Before you leave, though, we have a few messages. Don't don't leave quite yet. Yes, that was the MHH podcast. If you're not following us on Twitter, be sure you're doing so at the MHH pod. Also, the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer, at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, like you hear about us rocking, see us rocking each and every day, go to MHHmerch.com and uh, check it out when you get some free time. And also Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you're on Instagram, follow us at Mile underscore High underscore Huddle. And if you're on Apple, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the mhh channel it really helps us grow and reach more broncos fans just like you you never know my inability to match <laughs> zach's cadence there That's could have close. simply just it could have just been Streamyard. you know i could have been right on the money but Streamyard lagged at that very moment you never know we'll get it um shout out to these <clears throat> great supporters uh, on YouTube and Facebook, starting on Facebook with Michael Ronquillo, Phil McLaughlin, Doug Raquel, Keith Brugman, and George Fox. We love you guys. Thank you very much. And then on YouTube, uh, got to give our, our props and shout-outs to, come on, baby, where is it? There we go. David McElrath, Michaela Parker, the Duchess, Chris Chances, Ed Keating, GLP, the winner of the YouTube jersey, Gary Palmer, uh, and Flat Earth, Trini, much love and respect to you guys. Can't wait to talk with you tomorrow night. We'll see if Monday maybe offers us a few more uh, morsels to sink our teeth into. But if not, we'll still have a fun conversation and, and break down the Broncos. So we'll see you then. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.